Hello everyone and welcome to the show. You're listening to Football Drama. Okay, so hello again. My name is Shadina and you're listening to Football Drama. So, I literally was just recording this, but I wasn't liking the way everything was flowing, so I'm redoing it again, because why not? I have time on my hands, even though it's finals week, and yeah. Um, hello to another week of mess in this gross year. I hope you're doing well. Um, I know I say this a lot, but I think this might be a short episode. Again, I say that, but it'll probably be like an hour long, but we'll see. There's not really much to talk about because of international breaks, so... Yeah, anyways, let's get into this mess. So, footballer appreciation is kind of more like a footballer's football team appreciation. Scotland's men's national team are headed to the 2020 Euros, which I'm assuming was supposed to happen this year, but since hell happened, that'll probably be played next year, but it'll still be the 2020 Euros. Um, Scotland faced Serbia and beat them five for on penalties. This is their first major tournament since 1998. So I just know they're happy and I am too, you know, congrats to them. Um, I hope they can kick some butt at the Euros and show everyone how it's done in Scotland. And that's it. Um, before I get into the meat of things though, I really don't have that many topics to talk about. Um, I literally just random things and I'm just gonna briefly discuss them and that's really it okay so the U.S. women's national team will play the Netherlands on November 27th in Breda which is in Netherlands Bruno Fernandez believes that Manchester United have the mentality to win the Premier League which I want his confidence because with the way they've been playing recently I don't think that's gonna happen um, Javier Mascherano announced recently that he will be retiring soon. He's currently playing at a club in China, which I didn't even, I low-key forgot about him. But you know what? It's fine. Um, PSG Feminine recently played against ICFF. I don't know who they are, but they got mollywopped by PSG 14-0. Nadia Nadim had six goals in this game, so good for her and her team. U.S. international Tobin Heath scored an amazing goal in the Manchester Derby recently. I think this is her first goal. I couldn't tell you. But either way, it was a nice goal. Joel Sonora became the first American to score at La Bombonera. So Joel, Joel, it's probably Joel. He's an American player. Um, Obviously, I just said he plays for a team in Argentina. He plays for, um, I think it's Talleres, um, Talleres de Cordoba. He plays for them. And I don't know how long he's been there, but I don't know. But he's 24 years old from Dallas, Texas. He's had some playing time with like the U.S., but like the under 17, under 20 national team. So yeah, um, I didn't really know anything about him or I've never heard of him before, but um, USMNT only on Instagram. I saw this post and I was like, why not talk about it? So good for him. Um, Erling Haaland's been threatened with jail time. I would talk about this for football drama, but I have something else for that. So let me look this up. I saved the bookmark. Okay. So at BVB Buzz tweeted, Erling Haaland could face a fine of 2,000 euros if he breaks quarantine and plays against Hertha Berlin. The threat of the prison sentence would possibly not apply, would probably not apply. Okay, never mind. I thought they were going to send him to jail. Um, for BVB, if Haaland's COVID-19 test results are negative, the Norwegian regulations take a back seat. Okay. So I, mm, I get it. Obviously with um, international duty, especially during these times, it's difficult because um, players have to travel to different countries and all that stuff. And with the COVID regulations in different countries, you don't really know what can happen. But I'm pretty sure I saw Norway basically say, hey, he doesn't have to quarantine for 10 days. Like just give him two tests. And if they come back negative, he'll be fine. But in the end, um, 
I'd rather... I'd rather Dortmund and Holland be safe than sorry. Um, but I don't... Is it the Germans that are acting up or is it the Norwegians? I think it might be the Norwegian regulations. But why does that matter if he's in Germany? I don't know. But either way, um, as long as he's safe and as long as he doesn't test positive, that's all that matters. So I think he should just sit the Hertha Berlin game out um, just to be safe because I would much rather him not get in trouble and not, you know, have to face a fine. Even the 2,000 pounds is probably pocket change to him. But, yeah. So hopefully everything turns out well for him. And um, that's about it for random things with Shadano. Um, I just wanted to talk about some things before I get into like the meat of this, which is basically just the U.S. men's national team. So if you don't like the U.S. men's national team, I'm sorry, because this is going to be the longest part. So the U.S. men's national team finally came back after 285 days. They played against Wales last Thursday. Um, <coughs> oh my God, I just choked on my spit. Um, I was really excited to watch this game, but I low-key couldn't because of a final project that I had to do. So I started watching it, but I wasn't giving it like my full attention. And I really don't like doing that. Like, unless it's a game that I just have in the background just for like background noise, then sure. But if it's like a game of like my team, I'm going to want to like actually pay attention to it. So, um, I ended up just turning the game off because I really needed to focus on my project because unfortunately school comes first. So... I did watch maybe up to, I think up to like 20, 25 minutes, or maybe I think I watched the first half, but I was kind of just in and out, in and out. So I had to like watch highlights to kind of refresh my memory. But anyways, um, I did appreciate what our players did in their, uh, before the game started. So they had jackets windbreakers whatever they had those on and they had like a message regarding the black lives matter movement and they all had like different phrases on the back of them some of them let me say some of the players not all some so um i'm basically off of the starting lineup i don't really know what anyone else was wearing but um zach stefan had voice now which is his organization you know thing um musa had united as one sebastian legit had uh, Black Lives Matter, Miazga had peace, John Brooks had stop racism, Anthony Robinson had all equal, Conrad had nothing, which is kind of sus, but we're just going to move on, um, Dest had believe to achieve, Tyler Adams had unite in truth, Gio Reyna had spread love not hate, and Weston McKinney had for social injustice. So that was the starting lineup again. I really love this and I'm really happy that the guys organized this themselves and it just means a lot, especially since we have a lot of young guys on this team and we have a lot of black players on this team, whether they're fully black or they're half black. So it's nice to see this kind of representation and all of that and all you all lives matter idiots can shut up because I see all in the comments and the replies. Stay mad. But anyways, I wanted to rewatch this game. But, like, I couldn't find it anywhere, so I just had to watch the highlights to remember, you know, something. Um, in the 20th minute, Dest had a nice cross in, but it didn't reach any of his teammates. And if it did, though, it would have gotten to McKinney, and he most likely would have had a nice goal or a nice chance. And ended up being the chance because he didn't score. Um, Wells, in the 31st minute, put Stefan to work. One of their players had a good chance, but Stefan was able to save it. 44th minute... A really close chance for the U.S. McKinney was able to get across it before the ball went out, and it made its way to Legit, who tried to do like a backhill flick thing, but it just didn't. It just didn't. Um, speaking of McKinney, he was—I think he was the man of the match for this game. He played really well in this game. Um, and now, speaking of Legit or Legit, Sebastian Legit, Legit—you know what I'm saying? I just feel like um, personally. There could have been a better option to subs Josh Sargent. Um, so if don't if you don't remember from last week, um, Josh Sargent wasn't able to come to the camp because um, Bremen was wouldn't let any of their players leave. Um, well, they would, but since he wasn't like staying in Germany, then they wouldn't. Yeah. So 
um, they had brought in um, Sebastian Legette to replace him. Like, I'm not hating on him or anything. He's a good player. But, like, since this is a European-based roster, I just feel like there were other strikers that could have gotten their chance here. Haji Wright is one of the players that I'm thinking would have been a great option since he's been doing really well his team he plays for a danish team i'm not gonna try to pronounce i'm I'm just not doing that but i've seen some like posts where he's just been scoring a lot of goals he scored like six goals in eight games and i think he's like on a list for like the top three something i don't know but he's been doing really well lately and i just feel like he could have gone his chance here you know what i mean he's 22 he's young he would have added some flair some flavor to the to the team I just don't get why we had to call him Sebastian up no offense to him again like no offense to Sebastian like he's a good player I'm just like there's better options you know but anyways second half 62nd minute Wells put Stefan to work again Dest could have retrieved the ball but the Wells player got to it first he passed it to one of his teammates who took the shot but Stefan got a leg to it Yulianes got subbed on in his first first touch of the game almost turned into a goal he snatched the ball from the defender and took a nice shot but the wells goalkeeper made a good save and that's all that fox soccer gave me the highlights were really like the highlights started from the 20 second the 20 minutes and and then it went i i don't know i just feel like they could have gave me a little bit more but it's fine it's fine it's fine um in the end the game ended nil nil it was a shame honestly um, but it was nice to see these boys play together so we can see the chemistry and all that. And personally, I like it. Other people seem to like it, and that's all that matters. Um, and yeah, so today, Monday, um, U.S. played against Panama. And I like these kids. First thing that, you know, came to my eye, the, the kids, they look really cute. They're a lot better than the kids they wore last Thursday because they're so boring. So boring. Like, I don't know if it's just Nike in general or if it's just the U.S., um, but their kids are always in, like, they're always so boring. Like, the one kit I can say that wasn't bad was um, the kit that had, like, the stripes on them that were going down. That, that one's not bad. But, like, the kit that we have now, please don't tell me that's permanent because that's so ugly and that's so boring. So I like the blue, the, I think it's like a navy blue, dark blue, whatever. I like that kit that they wore. But anyways, um, let me go over the starting lineup, I guess, for today's game. Because why not? Um, let's see. It changed a bit compared to um, last Thursday. I think we got to see John Brooks take a, take a break on the bench. And someone, I think Tim Ream replaced him. Where is this lineup, though? This is too much. No. Can I, um, oh, I was like, can I see the lineup, please? Oh, Kurt. So, Zach's, oh, I basically already, no, I already, oh, this was for the last game. This was for the last game. I was like, I basically already said the starting lineup. Okay. So for this game, we have Zach Steffen, Sergio Dest, Matt Miazga, Tyler Adams, Gio Reyna, Weston McKinney, Nicholas Giacchini, uh, Tim Ream, Eunice Musa, Reggie Cannon, and Yuli Yanez. So this is different from the last game. Um, Yuli Yanez got a start. Reggie Cannon was on the bench in the last game. Tim Ream was on the bench in the last game. I don't think Nicolas Giacchini was starting in the last game, so he's um, new. And I think the rest is the same. Yeah, the rest is the same. Personally, I think that Tim Weah should have started, but it's whatever. It's just, it's whatever. Um, so Yulianes picked up a little knock around the fifth minute. The U.S. had a good chance. It was Yanez who got the shot, but it was just wide. Panama scored in the eighth minute. You hate to see it. I was kind of really disappointed because I was like, well, I mean, that nil-nil goal was like fine, whatever. But like then, I mean, the nil-nil win, not win, the nil-nil draw from last week was fine, whatever. Like I was hoping to see it go. But then now we have Panama scoring against us. You know, like you hate to see it. Um, 
Panama, Panama, Panama is number 24 though. He has very nice hair. And I only noticed this because Tyler Adams kept bulldozing into him. Um, I didn't get to see the first goal that happened, but I did see that the American baby Gio Reyna scored it. And yes, I know he's technically not a baby anymore because he's 18, but I don't care. He's still a baby to me. He's younger than me. So he's a baby. I don't care how old he is. He's going to be a baby to me. So um, he got a free kick. Well, I don't know who got the free kick, but he ended up scoring it in, you know, King Tings. Um, this made him the third youngest goal scorer in the U.S. men's national team history. Um, I think, I don't know who the second person is. I think, I know the first person is Christian Pulisic. But I don't, let's see if they tweeted about it. No, they they didn't. Okay, but I want to see who's the second. No. Um, anyways, but yeah, congrats to Gio on that. Um, second goal was scored by Gio Acini. I don't don't know how to say the last name, but Nicolas, um, he scored in like the 18th minute and then he scored again in the 22nd minute. He got himself a brace and then second half, um, McKinney got a yellow card in the 49th minute. He stepped on the Panama player's foot. Panama had a chance in the 56th minute. It was a nice bend, but it was just wide. And I'm really glad that that didn't go in because I was going to be kind of like embarrassed. Um, Weston again in the 58th minute, he had a chance to score, but the offside flag came up and he had like an Italian hand gesture going on, you know, being at Juventus does that to you. Um, Julianes was getting beat up. In this game, like he eventually had to get subbed off because like he they probably like broke something if he was still on. Mind you, this is a friendly Um, Tim Wea and Johnny Cardoso Cardoso. They got subbed on. Like I said before, I think way just should have been started. Wea should have been started. Um, U.S. men's national team got a penalty, but it was missed. So I don't. I I don't know. It's kind of like the thing with um Barca in that one game. I don't know who could have possibly taken this game, taken this penalty. Um because I don't really think any of our young players have actually even trying to try to take a penalty. And if they have, it's probably in FIFA or it's probably against their friends in their backyard. So, like, um, Nicolas Giacchini, he ended up, you know, being the person to go up. I guess he wanted to get a hat trick, but he missed it. Like, he literally took the weakest hit at, like, it was so weak. How do you expect to score a penalty with that? So, you know, I'm not going to get too upset with you, Mr. Giacchini, but just do better next time because that's not how you take a penalty. Um, the defense today was low-key kind of rough in my opinion. Um, I just feel like they could have done a little bit better connecting. Maybe because John Brooks wasn't in the I feel like John Brooks is like, he's a rock. And I just feel like when he's in the back, everyone else is, you know, he's like that. He's like that. He's, he's that player, you know? Um, speaking of that player, I miss DeAndre Yedlin, but I think his time with the U.S. men's national team is over with. And it's not even the fact that the U.S. like drop him. I think he, Yedlin dropped them. (laughs) He dropped the U.S. men's national team, um, which, you know, I completely understand. I think he said something, especially like during the summer with the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, when everything was at, you know, his peak. Um, I think he said like... Something, don't quote me on this, but something along the lines of like, um, like not, not wanting to represent a country that doesn't represent him or that doesn't defend him, you know? And I understand that because, you know, he's a black man. Um, and obviously with everything that was going on during that time and still now you can really never be sure. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like, yes, um, I don't know. I feel like in a way it's kind of, there's like pros and cons to this. Like, yes, you want to represent your country, especially as a black man, because we need the diversity. Like we need, why are friends? Okay. I'll look at that later. 
um, we need the diversity in the team, especially just in this U.S. team, just in general. Um, because no offense to the women's national team, but there's not really any diversity in the women's national team compared to the men's team. Like, well, yes, they're a lot better than the men, but I feel like when it comes to diversity, the men are a lot better regarding that. Um, but yeah, I kind of like, I see it from both ways. I see it where you don't want to represent this team because you're representing a country that doesn't, you know, they don't want nothing to do with you. They don't represent you. Like, like you can defend this country. You can defend the crest, but the country is not going to do the same for you. So I understand that, but I also understand wanting to represent your country and wanting to like make a change or like, kind of like, I don't know why I'm rambling, but I'm trying to, trying to like, trying to like make, I don't know, I guess make a change, like remove like the stigma and remove the, this, but it's kind of hard, especially with sports in America, because as much as certain people, I'm going to just be specific as much as like white people hate black people, they love us in sports, especially like in the NFL, like they will literally go all out for these black players, but let a black player kneel for the anthem and all of a sudden they're a Negro. Um, you know, so it just, it's just like, you know, it's like a seesaw, you know what I mean? Anyways, I don't know why I went on that tangent. Um, moving on, um, Panama got their second goal. I honestly don't know how this happened. The defense literally did nothing. Um, they were too busy complaining about the goal being offside. And I think that's one thing I hate about men. It's just the fact that, like, you could literally, like, me, I plan on being a coach. I want to manage a team. Um, Specifically, I would love to manage a U.S. men's national team because why not? Um... You know, why not? So it's just the fact that, like, one thing I will tell my players is that I don't care how offside you think a player is. I don't care if it's by, like, a lot or if it's by your armpit hair. I don't care. You need to still go out and defend. Like, you need to still push forward and defend that ball because that player that's kicking the ball and that's dribbling and making it to your goal they're not going to stop until that whistle is blown that is offside. So, like, I need, like, I just really wish that goal could have honestly been prevented if they had just not stopped and slowed down because they're like, oh, he's offside. Let me stop. Like, no, because, look, in the end, the goal ended up standing. And this player who scored, this was his second goal in this game, and he had no prior international goals before this game. So the U.S. Miss National Team was literally just being generous kings toward this man and getting him two goals against him. But 82nd minute, um, U.S. came back. Sebastian Soto, he was a sub in this game. He made not only his debut, but he got a debut goal. Um, Cannon had passed it to Ledesma, who was also subbed on, and he crossed it to Soto. And in the 87th minute, Sebastian Legette had a header. Uh, George, not George Cannon. Why did I just say that? Um, Reggie Cannon had an assist. And honestly, in this game, Reggie had a really good game. Um, 91st minute, Soto had another goal. He literally doesn't celebrate. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, I don't get why he does it. I don't know. Um, it didn't look like a goal at first. Cause it, to me, it looked like it like hit the side, like, you know, like the, the wall that's behind the goal. I thought it hit that and it hit like the back of the net, but it actually like, it actually went in the goal. It, it I don't know. It was some op- optical illusion type, whatever, but the game in it's six, two. And personally, I like this result a lot compared to last week. Obviously a clean sheet for Stefan would have been nice, but I'm perfectly fine with six goals. Um, I think that this team, I think that this camp was really solid. Um, I just would like to see a little bit more of it. I don't think two games is enough for me to really be like, yes, it's the best ever, which, yeah, I mean, I, I prefer this compared to, um, some of the teams in the past. Personally, I just feel like there are some other players that I would 
I would have preferred more than others. But then again, um, it was really nice to get to know newer players. Like I've heard of them, but I haven't really like actually gone to see them play in action. Because like um, Julianes, I think he plays for some club in... I couldn't tell you. And then Ledesma, he plays for... I think PSV. I don't know, but I always see players like them, like Sebastian Soto. Like, I hear about them, but, like, I never get to see them play because, like, I don't know what team. Well, I I don't know what teams they play for. I'm going to be honest. Um, and I don't know, you know, where I could find those games because even if I could watch them, it's hard to watch certain games because America. But I just feel like maybe um, maybe two or three more games with like this squad and maybe some other um, other players like I can't even think Matthew Olusunde. I think he's a good player. Um, last time we saw him was I think last year. Um, who else? He's not bad. I can't believe that's all I can think about. Zing. Well, that's all I can think about. But um, Greg Berhalter is thinking about doing a game in December, um, like international games, but with the domestic um, players, so like players in the U.S., which that's fine. Um, either way, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to judge. But me personally, I kind of have – I don't want to say I have more of a bias towards um, European players, but I just – no offense to the MLS players because as long okay, as long as it's not and I say this in the nicest way possible, as long as it's not the washed out men's national team players. Like, no offense. I don't want to see Jazzy Sardes. I don't want to see Michael Bradley. Josie Altador is only getting in because he's Haitian and because I'm biased towards him. Other than that, I don't want to see no none of the old heads um in that domestic camp because surprisingly there's actually a lot of good young players in um the US in the MLS that, you know, are qualified to play for the U.S. men's national team, like George Bello, he can play. Um, Caden Clark, he can play. Whatever his name is from Orlando City, Mueller, Chris Mueller, he can play. Like, as long as, like, sure, you can have some, some, like, when I say some old heads, I mean, you can have two at most. Um for experience quote unquote but like there's a lot of good young players and I think that if Greg does want to have a domestic camp he needs to focus on those younger players and he doesn't really need to focus on the Zardes's and the Bradley's and the Gonzalez and the you know he doesn't need to focus on them because at when it comes to 2022 qualifying for that world cup they're not, honestly, they're going to be at the back of my mind. Like, they're not going to be the first player that I'm like, yes, get him at this camp. Get him here so that he can be here for the qualifiers for the 2022 World Cup. There's, they're going to, no, they're not the first player that are going to be on our minds. And mind you, whenever we already saw this, when we already saw this connection, this chemistry, these past two games, these past couple weeks, with this, you know, European roster thing, we're really not worried about them. So I just feel like, yes, go ahead, Berhalter, do what you want to do, do your domestic camp, but just make sure that you actually start paying attention to the younger players that play in the MLS and you don't bring in the old heads because they've had their chance and it's definitely time for a new era because we need to focus on the future and not the past uh, focusing on the past is what made us not be able to qualify for the 2018 world cup um but that's just me you know what i mean that's just me that's just my opinion so yep and that is it for the u.s men's national team that was quite a lot my bad my bad so next couple of things is just random it's just random and it is um we're gonna get to football drama so first let me okay so this is this is this is different this is different um so kyle 
Kuzma. If you don't know who he is, he is a basketball player. He plays in the NBA for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I saw this tweet on my timeline and I just decided, you know, why just why not talk about it? Yo, I have nothing else to talk about. So why not? Why not? Why not? So I saw this. He <sighs> Okay. So at Oliver Maroney tweeted, we need to get COVID under control and people don't seem to care about mask wearing. So yeah, I'm cool with it. Now, I don't know if this was a reply to another tweet because I screenshotted this just in case Kuzma deleted it, you know, um, but I went through his Twitter and this was a reply to him because Kyle tweeted, are you guys cool with the country shutting down two to four weeks? Okay. Kyle replied to what Oliver said. He said, look at Europe. When we had our wild surge, all the media said, look at Europe. They've done a great job with the spread. Now they are locked down. Can you really control? Um, I, I, scrolling through this man's Twitter, I'm just looking and he just, he just be talking and he was really going like, he was really being serious about this. Um, he was like retweeting people. He was like replying to their things. And I just, I don't know. Like, I really don't know exactly what to say regarding this. You're, you're just going to have to go through his Twitter and see, because I'm not reading every single one of this because it's just a bunch of mess. Um, I just, I think he just needs to be quiet. You know, um, basketball players are really on a whole different level. Basketball players are a whole different breed. They just say whatever's on their mind. And obviously, since it seems like he has nothing better to do, then that's why he decided to go back and forth with people. Like, I, I see where he's coming from. But then again, no. Like, I get he was just asking a question, but it's kind of just like you you ask this question, but when people are giving you answers, you want to like retaliate. Like, yes, this country definitely needs to go back into shutting down. Like, it needs to shut down for a nice two to four, two to four weeks. If anything, is too is too little. It's too small time for this country. So obviously, it'll be difficult. I I think reading his tweets, he said he was trying to emphasize how it would be difficult to do that since it is America, which I get that because Americans are dumb. Americans are hard-headed. Americans, some of them don't even take this thing seriously. So I can see where he's coming from. But then again, it's just kind of like... Why did you start this? Like, why did you start this? And even like, even if he did just tweet, are you guys okay with the country shutting down? That should have just been it. And you don't need to be going back and forth with people because like, don't you have, don't you have training to go to? Don't you have practice? You know, I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like whenever like basketball players start talking about, um, things regarding, like, uh, it's, I don't know. It's just difficult to explain because I can never, I can never understand what they're saying. And I know that's, that's made no sense, but it's just like, you really have to put on your thinking cap and you really have to read between the lines to understand what basketball players are saying because they really have worms for brains. I think oh, a lot of them think that the earth is flat. Um, Draymond Green said that the Toronto Raptors shouldn't have said anything about the Black Lives Matter movement because it's not happening in Canada. I... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know why I got myself involved in this. But, you know, in the end, I, Mr. Kuzma, I see where you're coming from. But then I, I kind of just don't get it, you know. 
And there's been a lot of news about him. I think um, what's his name is trying to Lakers are trying to like trade him. So maybe that's why he's just talking to, you know, get that off his mind or whatever, because he could be possibly getting traded. You know, I'm not really into basketball. So, you know, that's that's fine. But I just don't like the fact that this thing has killed so many people and shutting down is what the country needs. And you're just like, well, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I just don't think it'll work out. Like, how are we in this country going to move past this if we don't shut this thing down again? Like, how are we going to get anywhere if we don't shut things down, if we don't be more strict with, you know, regulations and masks and all that? Like, how are we going to? And yeah, like I said before, I get that Americans are hard headed, but babes, if we want people to stop dying, if we want to get over this thing and be like some other countries who don't even have to worry about this anymore, then that's what we need to do. So Kyle Kuzma, it's okay. It's okay. You're. You got money, obviously. You got you a nice little boob, you know, a little boot thing. So you're you're not worried about this like some other people are because you have the money. So if something does go wrong for you, you can just pay for the best doctor and you you can get the best treatment in the world. That's what my biggest thing is with athletes in general regarding this COVID case because this COVID thing because it's just like in the end. You can say whatever you want to say, but in the end, you're not going to be as affected like a normal person would. And I'm not trying to downplay it on an athlete. Like, it sucks when athletes, it sucks when anyone gets it. Like, obviously, it sucks when an athlete tests positive for it. But it's just the fact that you don't have to worry about, like, I don't know, losing a job because you can't work for two plus weeks. You don't have to worry about possibly dying because you have to worry about healthcare because this country would rather see their people die instead of giving them free healthcare. You don't have to worry about, um, you know, being stuck in a hospital with tons of other people who have this. You like you don't have to worry about any of that because you literally have the money for it. So it's just kind of like, you know, we see where you're coming from, but it's just best that you stay quiet. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I wasted too much of my time on that. Too much of my time. All right. Um, that's it for like random stuff. Now let's get on to some football drama and then uh, we're going to be finished because I have a French exam to study for. All righty. So Tony Cross, I don't think it's Cruz. I think it's Cross. He was recently in the headlines because he was talking out of his neck so if you don't know who this man is, he is a German international and Real Madrid player who I honestly forgot existed like I do with many other German players. Um, so Mr. Cross was in the headlines because he decided to talk about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And I really don't like Cross. I think it's Cruz. You know, if I flip-flop between the two, forgive me. Um... Anyways, he decided to talk about Pierre and Rick Aubameyang. And when I saw this, I just, I um, it didn't make any sense to me because what does Aubameyang have to do with him? You know what I mean? But let's move on. Let's move on. So Mr. Cross Cruz, he said that Aubameyang's celebrations were nonsense, silly, and that he is not being a good role model. He also said... If there are rehearsed dances or choreographies, I find it very silly. Even worse is if there are any objects hidden in their socks. Aubameyang once celebrated and took out a mask. That's where it ends with me. I don't think that's a good role model. What I always found sweet was Jared Mueller. He, ju- he just jumped up, pulled up his pants. That was real joy. Nothing big. Tony Cross, Cruz, whatever your name is. How about you shut up and find something better to do with your life? Um, Don't you have children to take care of? You know what I mean? I just feel like this really shows you that Aubameyang lives in the Germans' heads rent-free. Like, rent-free, honeys. The man literally left Germany and he still has to deal with this mess. What... 
What Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang does is his business. If he wants to pull out a Black Panther mask out of his sock to celebrate, that's his business. If he wants to pull out a Batman mask from the back of his boxers to celebrate, that's his business. If he wants to pull out an Elsa mask from his cleat and do a backflip with it on, that's his business. Because in the end, he's scoring goals for his teams and his celebrations are not harming anyone in the end. Do you even know how many children see him as their role model and they probably love him even more and are more inspired by Aubameyang because he's doing stuff like this, because he's being himself, he's bringing his own swag into his game and that's his business. He doesn't he doesn't worry about what others are saying about him. And I'm just so sorry that you are boring like a pile of rocks in the river and you're so old-fashioned that you don't like the fact that Aubameyang is being himself while playing the game. Everyone... Every player has their own style of play, and that's their business. Your teammates at Madrid are jumping in the air saying, Sue, and pointing to the back of their jerseys or shaking their hips because they don't lie, and that's their business. And what are you going to do? See them as less than because you're boring and bitter? You opened your mouth for no reason, and in the end, ended up looking stupid. And it's just the fact that, again, I'm still trying to find where Aubameyang has anything to do. Like, I'm trying to find the correlation between Aubameyang and Tony Cross. Like, I I don't believe they used to play against each other. I don't think they used to be best friends. Like, it doesn't make any sense because literally everyone gave him so much heat for it because, like, you're talking out of your neck for what? For nothing. And obviously, of course, Obama has something to say about this. He, I think he started off with like, he wanted to double check. He wanted to double check and make sure first that this was true before, you know, he went off or whatever. And so someone had tweeted at him. Um, no, actually, no, he saw someone's tweet. At, hold on, rephrase. He retweeted a tweet and the first picture says, Happiness. Junior school pupils were asked to think about happiness and what that word means to them. Each pupil from first class to sixth class created, okay, blah, blah, blah. So they had to create an image and all that stuff. And so one of the pictures they drew Obama Yang in his little Arsenal jersey and all that stuff. And so he retweeted that and said, by the way, does this at Tony Cruz, he added this man, have kids? Just to remember, I did it for my son a few times and I will do it again. I wish you have kids one day and make them happy like this junior school pupils talk. And don't forget, hashtag mask on, hashtag stay safe. And so Mr. Tony uh, retweeted this and said, this all caps. Tony Cross has three kids. I feel I feel weird saying cross, but I don't want to say cruise. I'm gonna say cruise. This Tony Cruz has three kids. Matter of fact, I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna say Tony. Um with the kissy face emoji. Um you <sighs> idiot, may I say? Um, and you know, you would think that would be the end of it. You know, he said what he said with this kissy face emoji, but no. Um he, Mr. Tony, got upset. Um, because Mesut Ozil had defended Aubameyang. I think he, I think Ozil tweeted something like, this is the best celebration. And it was the, it was the one where he had the Black Panther mask on. And he was like at the camera, blah, blah, blah. So Tony told Build, I'm not surprised by anyone anymore. I found it amusing, but I've already ticked it off. (sighs) Um, are you sure about that? Are you sure you've already ticked it off? Because I feel like you're just upset that you ended up looking like a fool in the end. Because what you should have done in the first place was kept your mouth shut. And you should have kept Obama out of your mouth because that man has nothing to do with you. And there was no reason for you to talk about a celebration because that is none of your business. And also, why didn't you come for your fellow German, Marco Royce, since he decided to celebrate with Obama as well? That's kind of interesting to me. And even then, what are you going to say then? Because how they celebrate is none of your business. You're literally so boring that you just have to talk out of your 
like you literally talked out of your ass for this. Like there was actually no reason for this. There was no reason for you to come out and say something like this. It made no sense because in the end, you ended up making yourself look dumb and you made yourself look stupid because what does that have anything to do with you? He's literally in London, minding his own business, playing his game, scoring goals or whatever and celebrating how he wants to celebrate. And you're pressed about it in Madrid? For what? For what? And like, I get that. It seems like he seems to be the type of guy that's like, you know, he sticks to, you know, the same the same routine or whatever he's probably he's probably a really boring person in real life and i actually we're not gonna go there um i just i just feel like um again there was no reason for him to say this it's kind of giving borderline racism and i don't like it so i don't care what anyone has to say but tony cross cruz tony k um Stay boring and mind your own business. Period. I think and I would hope you've learned your lesson. Um, talking out of your neck. Don't do it again. You're too grown. Matter of fact, how old is he? He's probably a he's probably a good 30. And if he's not, he's probably like in his late 20s. He's 30 years old. 30 years old. Like Honestly, I feel like he really just had nothing to do and he just wanted to start some mess. He just wanted to just be in the headlines because where else are you hearing about Tony Cross? Where else are you hearing about him? Nowadays, mm, I haven't heard about him lately. Not lately. So yeah, he needs to mind his own business. And that's that for football drama. So before I end this episode, though, I did want to bring some light to some issues. Um, there are some things happening in Peru, and I just wanted to mention it because it's important. If you know or don't know, I try my best not to just keep this podcast football related. Even though I don't have a big platform or anything, I still do believe it is important to bring up things like this. Um, especially just living in a country like America, people are very close minded and are only focused on things or like regarding this country. So, yeah, let me find this bookmark. And we'll go from there if I can find. Okay, so um, it's four tweets or it's four pictures. I'm going to read off of them. So it says, what is happening in Peru? On the evening of November 9th, Peruvian President Martin Vizcarra was ousted by the country's deeply disliked Congress on the basis of moral incapacity and just five months before new elections. Vizcarra has attempted to stamp out deep-seated corruption. He has also been accused of wrongdoing, but has not blocked any investigation into these matters. Based solely on unproven suspicions, the Congress ousted him, violating due process and constitutional order. Meanwhile, 68 of the country's 130 lawmakers are currently under investigation for alleged crimes ranging from money laundering to murder. Most of the political parties in Congress use the power of their votes to push our country to the brink of collapse, only to satisfy their thirst for power. So there's a bit more, I believe. Um, I kind of get a gist of what that's saying, but um, I feel like I needed to dumb it down a little bit. So there's been some protests. Oh, I'm thirsty. Hold on. Okay. Um. There has been protests um, happening in the street because of the political issue. So this is basically an illegal change of the president. So um, I think, I guess they're just trying to like, I think the, the Peruvian government are trying to like overthrow this president, even though like it's not time for him. Like, I, I, you you heard what I just said. I'm really trying to make sense of it. Um, I'm not really good with politics. Um, I really try to stay away from it. But I think it was important to bring up because I've been seeing a lot about it, especially on Twitter and like on Instagram. So I just wanted to bring light to that. I'll most likely, if I remember, I'll leave the link to this tweet 
in the description and I'll also probably try to find an article that can kind of break this down because I don't think I did a good job at it so um yeah so that's that I hope everything goes well for Peru um not um I just things like this is like this is weird you know um like governments and politics and corruption and power it's just all so gross so I really hope something good can come out of this I hope that um the government doesn't you know do anything wrong or illegal or anything because it's always the it's always the corrupted governments that always try to like bring out like whenever there's someone that is trying their best or that's trying to like expose you know and try to actually make things better for the government for the country there's always those corrupted people that try to like you know bash on that person and make it seem like you know this 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 and trying to like you know not make sure they don't achieve what they want to achieve so i hope something um in the end goes out well for this and that you know no more protests have to happen and all that stuff because personally being in america i i know that it's scary it's very scary especially you know like during times like these um but yeah in the end pray for peru and all that because this is this is this is weird like i hate when stuff like this happen in other countries and like we don't really see stuff like this happen in america um maybe we have i just haven't been paying attention but we kind of see this more in like um south american central american and um african countries um you know and i think it's again important to bring up because i mean i don't really remember i can't think of hearing anything like this happening in the United States. I, I genuinely can't. Um, other than like maybe impeachment. But that's really not the same. But yeah. So this is important. And I think. I think. I think. And I really feel like. Um, we should pay more attention to stuff like this. We as in like Americans. Because you never know. You never know. This could turn around and happen here. Probably not. Because of the way that the. Um the government is here and like in the u.s yeah but yeah um that's it that's all for football drama that's all for today's episode thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it you can follow on social media at football's drama on instagram and twitter you can also follow on tumblr at football drama i was able to get like the actual name on there so yeah that's all stay safe stay healthy and i will see you all next week